Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello and welcome to episode 41, season what? 7 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. I'm straight in. Today I'm joined by Adam Boltwood. Mate, it's a pleasure to be here once again. Thank it's, you for having me. And thank you for, for, for agreeing to do this. I now sit opposite Adam, yeah. so it's it's harder for him in to... In life. It's hard, uh, well, yeah. We sit opposite each other every it, day of the week. In life, yeah. yeah. Just look at him burrowing away, getting, getting his work done. How are you doing, Ad? I'm doing very well. Tip top, um, I'd imagine. Yeah, very. still buzzing off the result in midweek. Yeah. Um, actually looking forward to Liverpool game now. Well. Uh, yeah, so I always approach this game with a bit of uh, trepidation. This one more yeah. than most. Yeah, we're going to we're going to preview the game in in, in a second. Before okay. that, I've got a little bit of housekeeping and news. Um, on the twenty sixth of the Palace game, um, we're doing a live show with Paul Robinson oh. at the EV uh, Reg uh, Bar. It's called EV Bar at Waterloo. Um, tickets fifteen quid. We're screening the game as well. Uh, Paul Robinson for an hour talking about being in Prague and starting songs with the Spurs faithful. I don't know if you never knew this. I, I, I was, I was in he was Prague. there. Yeah, he, he was he was playing for Spurs in wow. 2006, mm. and um, he, he was getting warmed up. And you know you kind of beg for for play, or you kind of hope that these players would just interact with the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turned around. And he said he, he started singing "Stand Up." If you hate wow. Arsenal, and it was like, oh my god, it's happening! It's happening. It's the best moment of my life. It was. It was so good. It was. It was. And I, I'm oh, usually well, not in the ground that early, but um, in that instance, I was. And I was very lucky. Fair it's play. on YouTube. We posted a video on our, our Twitter Mate, of that event. I'll, I'll be watching it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Come along to that, and we're doing a live show for the Juventus away uh, tie. We're screening the game, oh. and we're doing like a 40 minutes uh, of uh, live. Oh. I'm material. buying tickets to both. I'm buying tickets to both. Mate. You don't have to buy. You're a friend of the pod. Dude. No, I'll buy them. Support, isn't it? You can't say things like that. You got, yeah. I'll, I'll buy you. No, no, most of them are buying. Right, right. Yeah, good. Friends, friends of the pod. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'll do it. It's all right. Well, you could, uh, fine. That's fine. I'm happy to take your money. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, what else is there? Um, all right, uh, we'll just move on. Man United, what a result. <laughs> uh, we couldn't do it yesterday. Big, massive apologies. With um, I was ill. Mm. And just couldn't do it, but I couldn't not talk about it. We could not put something out, so we just thought we'd do a quick half hour yeah. on um, on United, answer some of your questions, some of the news that's going on, and previewing the Liverpool game somewhat. But how did mm. you take Wednesday night? What was your feelings going into it's that fantastic. game? Fantastic! I was nervous going into it, and when we saw the night the lineups announced, you know, Martial, Lingard, Sanchez, Lukaku, it's an intimidating front four. Mm. Um, so I was, I was a little bit apprehensive going into that, obviously given. Uh, the previous result at Southampton as well. Our lineup, though, I was pretty confident going into that, but then, like, you can't predict that stuff. The stuff I literally said, I was sitting next to my dad, and I was like, why is Harry Kane like, on, why is he this far on the on the touchline? Why is he there on the halfway line? Yeah. And it all sort of, sort of became clear. Yeah. But that start was just unbelievable. And yeah. then after that, that sort of settled the nerves, pushing for that second one. As soon as we got that second one, it felt like, you know, there's no was, way we were going to lose. It was... It seemed intentional, didn't it? The the what that start, like the, it was yeah, something like it felt planned. Yeah, but Pochettino said it wasn't. He sort of suggested that oh no, it wasn't quite as planned as maybe you'd think. No, I'm not suggesting that that's exactly how they thought that. Yeah, Deli Ali would the, fluff a shot and yeah, then yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but there's a percentage chance that you know you play percentages from kick off in that yeah, instance. Like it was it was undoubtedly poor defending from Man United, but yeah, just incredible. And it was just a perfect start when you know uh, everyone else was feeling a little bit nervous about going up against Sanchez, excellent play. You feel like you know it's written that he's gonna do something against us, but it was all good. Second ever fastest goal in the Premier League. Yeah, who's first? Lady King. Lady King. Is oh, Alan, Alan Shearer is uh, in there? Is he? He's up there, or is it? Oh, is it not the second fastest? I'm just assuming. Right? No, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Lady um, King, ten point five, isn't it? Ten point five. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Did you see? Did you see what he tweeted? No, what he said. And still, and still, it was uh, it was it, it was interesting. Though. The, the first couple of minutes were pretty intense, pretty end to end. It looked like Man United were going to score in those first opening minutes. Very open, mm. but as it went on, 
I suppose dominating midfield, Dembele and Dyer in midfield was a, a very good pairing, very powerful. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it was surprisingly easy. Manchester United were awful. Yeah, I mean, Lingard had that chance just after we scored, yeah. went through. Uh, Lawrence made himself big, really mm. good save. Um, and I think Lukaku also, Lawrence had a great save against him. He should have done a lot better in that instance. He saved a great one from Martial as well. Martial came in from the right. So Lawrence probably has got a little bit uh, unheralded. As yeah, well. so that's um, what I thought. I thought they had three main chances. I just wonder what you think think about this because we had we scored a goal that ninety nine times out of hundred probably wouldn't come off. Yeah, you know that that speculative pump forward, um, and then we scored from a great cross from Trippier mm. uh, to to force Jones into great a finish. mistake. Amazing, unbelievable finish. finish, incredible finish. But the performance was good. But I wonder what the reaction people would have had if we'd have drawn that game or lost it, mm. and. And, and those balls haven't gone in. Like the game, I'm not saying it on this, but the game is it's a game of inches. I've said it many times before. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a cliche, but the the result the defines everybody's. Yeah, of course, it, def- it defines how you how you come out of that game. game. But the performance. It's one of those things. Occasionally, Spurs are wasteful in front of goal, and you're watching the games. You can't help but feel. Oh, I need to take more of these chances. Even at two 0 up, we, I was sort of getting a little bit nervous. I was like, if we can just get that third goal, yeah. this game will be dead. Yeah. You always felt like maybe Manchester United are going to come back into it with those chances. They had 22 shots in total, um, but obviously one complete, not fluke from the kickoff, one own goal. It would have been nice to have seen Kane score that 100th goal, for example. It would have, ni- would have been nice to see us take some of those chances. Son had some great chances. Yeah. Um, Ericsson as well had a great shot towards the end. I th- it would have been nice if it was more comfortable, but I find it hard to, to sort of criticise the mm. wastefulness in front of goal when... I don't think we ever looked really like we were going to lose. The second half especially, we were so comfortable. We were so good in that second half that we, the result never looked in danger. Fair enough. Um, I, I think actually you talked about the attacking lineup and and their midfield. I think it was clear from the start that, you know, you can always tell the way Dembele's going to play within the first five minutes of his game. Is he going to have an off game or is he going to be on? And he was on it. He was so good. He was really, really good. Um, and th- their midfield just couldn't cope. I think he... Pogba had a... Pretty bog standard game. I think kind of didn't stand out for me. It was. It was kind of. It played into our hands. Really, that that Mourinho did play those four up front because it was like a, it was like a four-two-four or something. Because obviously you've got those very attacking players. None of them are going to be tracking back. Mm. Uh, you've got Pogba and Matic in midfield, which basically means Matic is he's trying to hold back the entire Spurs attack by himself. Yeah. Um, so when their defense didn't have any protection, and, yeah. and Matic is sort of his form has gone out the window itself. Then you know, in hindsight, it kind of seemed like it was always going to be the result. Odd for Mourinho, though, isn't it? Because it's not often that he makes such tactical errors. Yeah, I was surprised at how open they were. Because, like we're saying, we're saying Dembele and Dyer dominated midfield. You would have thought maybe he would have played free midfield, pack it, pack, pack it out there, basically to stop Spurs. Mm. But it seemed surprisingly open. It seemed surprisingly unbalanced. I thought with Manchester United team. Joe Spurs have only conceded nine shots on target. That's very impressive. In in the last six games. That's what Man United... The last six games? Something like that. Premier yeah. League? Or, or... Premier League games. Wow. Yeah, so uh, uh, three of those were against Southampton. Yeah, right. <laughs> against <laughs> Everton, we didn't, uh, West Ham, we didn't concede a single shot on goal. Uh, does that make any sense if they scored? Who? West Ham in the Premier League. They didn't sc- what, what was the score? Well, didn't they score one goal? I'll be hang. Uh, absolute bet. Hey, Sorry, must, I mean, not West Ham. This must be last six altogether, surely. I don't know. I don't know. This must be. I'm just saying stuff. It's, it's good. No. It's no, the, the, the thing is, the right, thing is defense really, is good. Is it's <laughs> whatever it is, nine. The West Ham things are, I've fucked up on, but it's only nine. <laughs> nine. Nine shots on target. I think, um, you know, it's, 
I think it's the, it's the midfield, basically. You know, like we're saying, you're, you're talking about the defensive solidity there, basically. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's that midfield. It's Dembele's form finally coming back after a period where I think all of us were like, oh, Dembele's finished, he's done. And now him in front of that defence with Dyer, it's a nice combination. And um, yeah, it makes sense. I, I'd like to see that still. So, uh, Bardi asked a question about whether or not you prefer, you know, um, goals, you know, scoring a goal in the last minute, or do you yeah. prefer. A, uh, an early goal and his, his exact phrasing was uh, I used to I used to prefer the uh, uh, late goal but it was limbs after that Ericsson goal stress apprehension and fear that it would part the bus then wallop limbs I understand what you're saying and yeah. it settled the nerves completely as I was saying it was a little bit nerve wracking beforehand to score that goal it was more the thing was the, the feeling was more surprise you were mm. like oh my god I literally cannot believe it just scored whereas at the end of the game it's just pure joy right? to yeah, score yeah. in the last minute so I think it was more shock with the Ericsson goal uh, I feel like I'd rather score in the last minute just for that feeling at the end of the game I think I'd rather it if it was like a winning goal um, yeah maybe you don't need know it then it's, it's kind of like one of those ones where you're like oh he scored after every seconds that means they've got 89 minutes to get back into the game like, yeah yeah I, I don't understand I understand it against United because he had a caveat of the, the fact that yeah are they going to sit back apprehension and all that kind of are they going to sit back understand that but that's just it feels, sounds like a satisfaction rather than a yeah it was yeah, quite I, satisfying I know, but Bardi's like that he kind of he, he, classic Bardi he, he's classic Bardi actually do you know what I mean <laughs> um, um, we can have that out next time he's on it's like I don't you know, it, it doesn't make any sense yeah, yeah because the last minute Right, it's all like that. scream a last yeah, minute or whatever yeah. it is. If that was the last minute against Arsenal, Man United, whoever, yeah. and it was a winning goal, I'd, you'd still be doing Even it now. Your goal, heart... What was that goal? I remember the one, the four-all draw of Arsenal. Oh, um, is it Lennon who scored or Modric the last? Oh, one? the away goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That was just a draw. It, it, it was just like the last minute. Like, yeah, we had, a, we had one against United, uh, City, uh, um, Chelsea as well. I think Robbie King scored the yeah. last minute. That was pretty. It's nothing like a last minute goal. Yeah, that's perfect. Ali's antics on the pitch. What? What are you? Where are you? I'm, I thought it was great. Where it was funny at? that everyone around me, including my, my dad, was not impressed. There's two people particularly in front of me who just went, oh my God, that's so stupid. Why has he done that? Why has he got himself a book in? Whereas I was like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. He's just yeah. like completely hacked down Sanchez for no reason. Mm. I love it. Um, but I think he's... Uh, if you he got a red for it, would you have still said I love it? Uh, probably not, no. But it, it was never a red. I, I think he's kind of a... He can be a frustrating player, Ali. It felt like in that game... No one really put a foot wrong. Uh, it, it was pretty much a perfect performance. And it feels harsh to criticise anyone. But for me, Ali was a little bit frustrating in that game. I think in the final third, mm. uh, some of his final balls, the, the decision-making in those sort of crucial areas was a little bit frustrating. But to me, he almost made it up by hacking Alexis Sanchez for no reason. So the, the general aggression from Spurs was, it was we were on... We were on if, if it was championship manager, it would have been aggression high. Oh, yeah. I was really impressed with... Proper stuck in. When Christian Eriksen goes for a 50-50, it's basically an 80-20 to the opposition Absolutely. every time. Yeah. And in this game, he was like beating Matic to the ball on yeah. occasion. And yeah. that, oh, I loved it. Yeah, so yeah. I think it was, it was Spurs were Spurs were up for it. They, it had that aggression, you had that commitment. And um, yeah, that's what contributes to the win. And when you see your t- a team kind of giving it in that respect and, and really attacking the ball and, and getting into that, because I was speaking to an, a Southampton, Man United fan upstairs, uh, and he was saying that he Spurs were second to everything. Every ball that went mm. down, every Spurs won. Mm. That they sorry, not the second. They were first. So they, they were first were to it. First to it, and they, every second ball fell to them. Is what I meant. Um, they he, that we it was our energy and drive yeah. that did it. He blamed it on on Mourinho's tactics. Yeah, I but, think it's to contribute. But yeah, yeah. Um, 
it, it, it just shows that the uh, at times we've shown the, the correct passion and, and everyone's driving in the right way and yeah. You know, there's this continued story about Danny Rose and Carl Walker and players not quite being happy about how much they're earning at Spurs yeah. and that sort of stuff. But when on the pitch, it doesn't ever really seem like it. No, and I think that sort of result shows that, if not, that you know Danny Rose is being a little bit, not silly in, in, in wanting to leave because, you know, as much as I disagree with his attitude and everything, you know, I can't blame someone for necessarily wanting to go and earn four times, five times as much elsewhere. No. But I think it shows you don't... Like what we're building at Spurs now is a, is a team that can beat any other team in the league. Really, I don't think you need to to leave to go and necessarily achieve your ambitions. I think there's something being built there that people want to be a part of. Man, uh, Man United. Yeah, um, they're fans. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of I'm a bit salty online. Didn't a little bit. I don't think they gave Spurs much credit. Well, there's guy. There's guy who um, th- there was one of those fo- footy Twitter guys. Um, they. He, he, he did a compilation of all the bad challenges that Spurs made. The handball from Sun. Apparently that was a yeah. penalty in the eyes of Man United fans. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like they, they, they're kind of, they're hating Tottenham. I've got this. I don't, because we're, we've, we've become a threat to, to, all these, to all these teams. I think it's part of that, but part of it is Mourinho. Like Mourinho does this whole siege mentality thing. The players obviously buy into it. Maybe less so later in his career. That's a whole other conversation. Mm. But the fans really seem to buy into it. Like when he was at Chelsea, Chelsea fans really buy into it. Everyone's against us. Mourinho can say no wrong. Uh, the referees against all this sort of stuff. You see it now with Manchester United fans. They seem they seem reluctant to criticise Mourinho, whereas they'd rather sort of you know argue. Mourinho does this classic thing, doesn't he, in the, in the press conferences where he blames the players instead of himself. You know, he's talking about how it's ridiculous decisions, how ridiculous sort of decisions in the defensive sense from all the players. Nothing to do with Mourinho. It wasn't his fault. It's the individual players. Mm. And it feels like the Man United fans have sort of, they sort of fell for it in that. They're not blaming Mourinho for the defeat. They're blaming Phil Jones. Oh, Phil Jones is small and useless. Mm. Uh, oh, he's a referee. He should have given fouls here or whatever. Spurs, the Spurs players are being too aggressive. So I think Manchester United fans are sort of, Mourinho's playing like a violin, basically. Yeah. And they're doing exactly what he wants, which is blaming everyone else apart from... Well, he's a master of the dark arts, isn't he? He's a professor yeah, but in Mac- Machiavelli. I feel like surely like, you should be able to see through that now. Like We've seen it fail at Chelsea in recent seasons. But it's not a good, a, a kind of, he's a psychopath. Right. And, and sociopath, yeah. Or one sociopath. of the two, he's one of the two. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and sociopaths and psychopaths are excellent at convincing people. And, and manipulating people, but it feels like. But what he can do it on a mass scale because he does it in the press. He gets, he gets them playing the, he, his tune. Yeah, the fans buy into it. He can chuck his own players under the bus. Yeah, like and it, they all just keep following him like the Pied Piper. Like in, there, there was, it just it is slightly. It's it's hard to believe when you've got people like Stephen House and he's a very mm. uh, he's a notorious Manchester United fan. Mm. He's a friend of mine, but you got to say he was sort of tweeting out, oh, you know. Spurs didn't deserve that win. Like they weren't that good. It was oh. it was more Manchester United. It was just I, th- I think you need to sort of accept reality at some point and say Spurs were fantastic. Uh, th- th- that's a common thing that being aimed at Tottenham. Yeah, is that it's never there. It's not. They didn't do anything great. to win it's because it doesn't that. fit the narrative of what Tottenham. Do you remember? Do you remember the old? The, 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 uh, who's it said in the, in the? I think it might be Roy Keane. Lads, lads, it's, it's Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it isn't Tottenham anymore. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, someone's got to stand up and go. That's. I mean, actually. It's, it, there are lots of people that say yeah. we are a very good team. Um, I was speaking to a guy called uh, Hugh Wizzy. Um, oh, yeah. Some of the listeners big, might big Arsenal yeah, might know who he is. We're making a film about the change in um, in the rivalry between Tottenham and Arsenal. You're mm. a graduate fan. 
if you want, yeah, grab it. Trying to do it as quietly. Yeah, I don't honestly. It doesn't matter. The, uh, <laughs> the changing rivalry between um, Tottenham and Arsenal uh, now that Spurs are at least on parity with them, mm. and he was sort of saying, and this is, this is a film that's been coming out on Ball Street at the end of next week, but Very in true. the run up to the uh, to the North London derby. Um, but he was kind of saying, you know, Spurs are better, but you know, it's ultimately. You know, there isn't. You haven't won any silverware, so there hasn't been a power shift, and all that stuff might be true. Yeah, yeah. But you can see, I could see in him that he was not. He was, he was, he was being aggressive, and, and that's what I wanted because the interview was better. Yeah. But, but <laughs> that's true. whenever you talk to them, they're not, they're not, they're, they are worried. They, 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 much prefer us to be the kind of mediocre, soft, underbelly team that we we once were. Yeah, and, I, and, I don't think we have that anymore. And I think it's like, it is that I don't want to say mentality change, but. There is that change in the feel of what it's a weird feeling as a Spurs fan when you, you don't hope for Spurs to win anymore, you expect them to win. Maybe yeah. less so in that game against Manchester United, but you do expect them to win most games from now on. And it's kind of like it feels like now is the we're going for a certain cycle. This team is a very well balanced team, we've got the perfect blend of youth, experience, the, the right sort of players, a world class player, I'd argue, in Harry Kane. Mm. So I think opposition teams have got everything to sort of fear in a sense. But yeah, Manchester United fans specifically just don't seem to be able to accept that Mourinho is at fault for specifically that game, but perhaps why they are so far off. Isn't it what's slightly refreshing then, though, that the group of fans are backing their manager and giving him time? No, because I, I, they're deluded. I think you've got to be realistic and you've got, to, you've got to take things at face value and you can't... I don't think you can buy into it. Like, if, can you imagine Mourinho being the Spurs manager? Would you want Mourinho no. to ever be the Spurs manager? No. I've said in the past I would, but not now. Just no, not now. I feel like he's not now. I've had Pochettino. Yeah, Pochettino's great. Like, I feel like Mourinho is Mourinho's a complete bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's actually like a terrible person. I feel like so it's like, do you actually want him as your manager? No. Is he going to dig out all the players every opportunity he gets? Yes. Mm. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't think. So I feel like, you know. If he was the Spurs manager, I don't think I'd actually want that. I wouldn't be blinded it's like, it's by... He's like a really, really, really good Tim Sherwood. <laughs> yeah, Mourinho is just a good Tim Sherwood. A good Tim Sherwood. Um, uh, speaking of deluded, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Liverpool fan. we've got Liverpool uh, yeah. at the weekend. Yeah, and yeah. The, they, they're another one, another group of fans that are fiercely defensive of their manager. Do you know what? And they're actually... I don't know if I'd agree with that. Is it, is, it start, that's all right. is it starting to change somewhat? I just I think that Liverpool fans of Klopp has come in for criticism. I feel like they're realistic in that they criticise Klopp when he needs to be criticised and, and then they make that heard. And when he needs praise, they praise him. Whereas Manchester United fans sort of seemingly back him really to the hill. I think, do you, do you think Klopp, their Liverpool fans seem a little bit more realistic this season. Okay, maybe I, it's just the ones I've come that's that, I think you know, typically you'd say that about Liverpool. Mm. They are deluded. But it feels like this season they've got... Maybe almost an overly negative uh, view of Klopp, but okay, well, that's uh, new to me, but not completely unsurprising. I don't spend a huge amount of time looking into with, their, their, their football <laughs> with club. Liverpool fans. Yeah, um, well, how do you feel going into it? Because it is a dangerous tie. I'd say this and probably Man United away are the two most difficult ties. Man City rather are the two most difficult away ties in the league. It's... Liverpool just because they're so good at Anfield, they're so dangerous going forward. I, I'm i feeling confident obviously coming off the back of that, that win it was a big win against Man United I think it's a huge run of games Man United Liverpool Arsenal in that race for the top four 
I feel like after midweek that I'm feeling confident of getting the three points. I feel like, for me, he should name an unchanged eleven. I mean, there's talk about Aviril being fit and ready to go. Rose. Yeah, I don't see how you... I don't personally see how you take out Vertonghen or Sanchez. Or I think that formation that he went with against Manchester United works. Mm. I think it's all going to be about how Klopp approaches it. Obviously, at Wembley this season, we saw when Liverpool attacked, when they went for the jugular, Spurs counted it perfectly. Poshino they got his game plan perfect. Absolutely. So I trust Poshino to get it right again. It, it depends on if if Liverpool do go for it. I think that's what it's all going to be about and how we sort of adapt to that and how we sort of react. Because the onus is on them at the end of the day to attack. I'd expect them to be very dangerous going forward. Oh, but I think, we, I think we're in a good position now. Based on the team that we had against Manchester United, if we play a similar eleven, I think um, I'd be confident. We're close to getting full-strength side. Yeah. Which, in coming into uh, February, is fortunate in the most extreme. Because most people have got injuries now. West Ham have got 14 first-team players out, for example. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Um, we're in, it feels like we're in good shape. We've got actual options off the bench. Yeah, just signed Lucas as well. He yeah. went. He might take three or four weeks. He's to get. not fit apparently. Uh, they have, they said, they've got to do their tests right. on him to make sure that he's match fit. Okay. And uh, he's got to do some personal stuff in Paris apparently yeah, tomorrow. So, uh, so he's going to be m- moving and yeah, taxes all that kind of <laughs> shit. I don't know. Um, it's nice to see his little video at, uh, at halftime. I don't know if you saw that uh, uh, after it's been published online. Um, it's him reacting to. Oh goal. yeah, no, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite Funny nice. Spurs. Uh, obviously, gets on with with Aurier. Um, are you excited to see him play? What's your what's your feelings on the sign? I am excited. It's, it's always exciting buying an attacking player. Someone who can beat a player. Yeah. It's, it's, quick shout out to Trippier. While I mention this, mm. two take ons, one game. Wow. Uh, last Stats. season he registered zero take ons the entire season. So he's done two in one game. Two in one game. Wow. He's doubled his. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. That is incredible. Two hundred percent increase in one. Uh, game. Both of them actually uh, coming to some stick in the lineup. Uh, having to start Trippier. Obviously, Aurier weren't completely fit, uh, and same with Rose. But for Aurea over Trippier, I think so. Yeah, mm. how are you? No, I'd say the same. But I think Trippier was fantastic on both of them. Oh, both of them were excellent, and, and and it's important to note that when they do have a good game, especially against a team like United, because it, Trippier gets thrown under the bus all the time. He's not yeah. good enough. He's a Championship player. He's or he's a lower Premier League player. He's um, you know he's got absolutely you know no right to be in the team. It's time he moved on. We can't sight, can't go the whole season with him at right back, all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know he doesn't do it against the big clubs. But yeah. you know he was fantastic. Yeah, and the ball he's delivery is superb. I'm not saying I think Oreo is the better player. I think Rose is better than Davies. I think that both of them offer a little bit more. Yeah, but as backup players that have been forced. Yeah, you can't really you ask, can't for, ask for better backup players. I'd say. No, and yet people and they, still they do, do the, complain about it. Yeah, they do the job what's asked of them, and um, yeah, you can't be complaining. I'd say. Absolutely. Um, how, how do you how, how do you feel going to get the Liverpool game? Then do you think we will get a result? You mentioned earlier about us, you know, three points could be a possibility. Yeah, would you I, take I a draw? So. I, I would take a draw. Oh. I feel like it's it, we're two points off Chelsea now. We're two points off Liverpool. I think we, it's important to make sure they don't go or get further ahead of us. Obviously, five points clear would be a pretty. Um, pretty big gap I think yeah. we're going to have to I know Manchester United are, are, are sort of we beat them and the, their form has been a little bit shaky and maybe they can fall out of top four but realistically I think we're chasing Liverpool and Chelsea um, one of them we need to drop out hopefully Chelsea which would be great because they look like it because Conte could be out they could be on the way down if but I think in terms of form I know we are two points behind the top four and I know we're in that situation where you know we've got to qualify for the Champions League but if you look at the form out of the, you know we I think we, we're top of the form, t- form table uh, certainly, we Spurs. were after Southampton. We were still top uh, of mm. the form table. 
And obviously everyone was saying, well, yeah, because you'd expect to play those games and win those games. But it's, an, it's, it's a case of us having to go into these games against these top sides and, and compete. Well, we've done that once. Mm. We've beat, beaten United. If we draw against Liverpool, get a win there somehow. Yeah. And then obviously a big one for multiple reasons about beating Arsenal. Yeah. That I, feel, get- I feel like a draw would be enough this weekend. Mm. Um, like I say, it's about not letting Liverpool get further ahead. But um, yeah, I'm feeling confident in a win, to be honest. Yeah. Harry Kane finally get his 100th goal. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. Wait, imagine if he never scored again. <laughs> that was it. Oh, he was. It was a purple patch. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> he was a pre-season yeah. one day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, news and uh, news and articles. Uh, Oriere and Winks uh, back in first team training. Yeah. Winks. I don't know if he was he was carrying an injury. It, it kind of he wasn't 100 percent fit. He dropped off hugely it, yeah. after a very promising start. Um, and before his injury last season, before he did his ankle, I was really really excited about him. Yeah. I thought he was he's going to be the next best thing. Yeah, um, and it, was, it dropped off somewhat, and you'd expect from youngish players. Um, it'll be good to see him get back another option midfield. I think that's it. It's about having that option, be it off the bench or be it starting someone who can sort of dictate the tempo a little bit. Yeah, um, I think it's you know even against Man United at the end of the game last week um, in midweek, if he could have come on for the last ten minutes, just sort of hold the ball, sort of spread it about, it would have been a nice option. So yeah, I think it, it would be fantastic when he's back. Yeah, uh, Foyth dropped out of the uh, Champions League squad uh, for awesome. Lucas. Lucas has been brought in. Lamella's also been brought in for uh, Enkadu. Um, so again, further options going forward. But yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I, I'm excited. You asked about Lucas, but I'm yeah. excited about having um, I think it's such an attacking. It's the pace, isn't it? I think Son, Son's the only player who's got the skill, the pace. Um, it was obviously we saw that in the Everton game. To be able to take on a man to, to sort of create those chances, so yeah. I'm hopeful Lucas on that on that right hand side, I guess, is going to be able to 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 bring that. And again, it's a potential option off the bench. We've seen a lot at Wembley this season. Teams sitting back, teams sitting deep. We've struggled to break them down. Having that pace, having that option to stretch opposition teams, I think could be uh, could be a real asset. Certainly, so, yeah, excited teams that push on us as well. Yeah, yeah, and in the Even, Champions yeah. League, that's going to be really yeah. useful. Um, he's he's excellent at wide. Apparently, centrally. For PSG when he first joined, he was absolutely tearing it up as mm. number ten. Um, so you've got that option as well. Uh, Neymar was apparently fuming that, that he didn't let go. But mates were they BFFs? Uh, I think. I mean, he, he mentioned his quality and that perhaps he should have been involved more in the first team. He's never going to get into that team over Mbappe, Cavani, Neymar. Is he? So I think no, Di Maria, Diraxa, Aurier uh, apparently sort of reassured him almost that Spurs was the right move it's the right move for his career I think he's, he's going to see a lot of action he's going to see a lot of football because he's a player who before he moved to PSG he was linked to Manchester United there was a lot of hype around him I think this is the right move to sort of get that get his profile up for him individually as a, as a player mm. it's a good move for him and I think it's a good move for Spurs as well so I think it, it suits everyone Absolutely um, he mentioned do you remember Aurea mentioning about how he prefers the, the atmosphere at English football but specifically Tottenham um, it kind of in terms of the way they support you and applaud yeah. you on the pitch, that's yeah. the way he's perceived um, mm. the support to be, um, and and that's the way he sold it to, to Lucas. He said that in in uh, in Paris, he says it's a nice atmosphere, but it's it's, it's nice. The French don't love football, do they? No, yeah, not they're rugby. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. that that's sort of um, it's, it's good considering he's probably talking about Wembley. Yeah, and I think well, everyone sort of criticised the atmosphere at Wembley, but you know it has been. I know that it was difficult at the start, but. Spurs have been fantastic at Wembley in recent weeks. Um, not, we've, we've, uh, what have we dropped? We've, we've, we've had a few draws. And we've won a, quite a lot on the bounce. We've lost one, one in the league. Yeah. 
all season. That's that, that, that is incredible, That's given good. how much of a fact it was made out to be. And yeah. like we have drop points, yes, as the draws we mentioned earlier, Burnley, West mm. Brom, all that. But that the atmosphere in midweek against Manchester United was fantastic. So yeah. it just makes you think, God, how good is it going to be at the new stadium? Hopefully. Um, Tom Foynes of the Tottenham Way podcast. Tom, we're going to get you on as well. I know Dan Kilpatrick, if you wanted, by the way. There's no obligation. Uh, Dan Kilpatrick, he's... he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come you don't on, have to. Yeah, I'll get yeah, yeah. Just if, if, if you wanted, Tom, you're yeah. more than welcome. Just let us know. Um, because we've had Dan Kilpatrick on three times. And... Um, uh, Tom's never been on once. Tom has been on once, right. but only with Dan. So make it look like, you know... Anyway, we'll move on. And Tom's question, he says, as fans, how wary do you approach bigger money signings now that we've burned a few times in the past? So I guess you're kind of mm. looking at the Super 7 or Magnificent 7. Mm. Um, or Moussa Sissoko. Up at Moussa Sissoko, yeah. Uh, Where are you at with that? Yeah, I think it's, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Spurs haven't had much success, I'd say, with the the big splurges. It's more the, the players who... We sort of signed for very reasonable amounts. Like Ericsson was 11 million, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Ali was five. They, they've proved to be very shrewd signings. Mm. So you are always wary when Spurs sign a big money player. Yeah. I always think, I think so. Like Rebrov is the classic, got, yeah. like just oh, completely yeah. waste of money. You got. We've probably got a 50 percent success rate. I'd imagine with the with, big money with transfers. Not just with transfers coming in. Not a big money one. It's probably not bad considering. But um, um, I, I'm, am I? I don't really. I'm not. I'm it, not, it depends who the player is. It depends who we're linked with. It depends. I'm warily about. I don't feel wary about any of them really. Would, that, would you have been wary about signing like Mares for fifty million? Because there was the like, talk of Spurs being interested. I don't think we'd ever be able to pay fifty million at this stage. Uh, or if like Zaha, if we would, if we get linked with Zaha in the summer, it's fifty million for Zaha. Would yeah. you be like, oh, let's no, go for it? Or would you be? Uh, yeah, no, I'm saying I'd, I'd say let's go for it. Um, I'd, I'd be more less wary. I'd be more wary of Mares. I think he's. Um, I mean, we're seeing how he's behaving with less than now. It's as if like an atrocious crime has been committed against him, rather than the football club has been paying his wages for the last four years. Yeah, he's, um, in, he's in a good position. Yeah, he's in a good he's position. Just so, so stop being like a, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Acting like a, a child. Um, but I'd be more, I'd be much more open to spending fifty million on Zaha than I would Mahrez. Potentials there, ages there, and I just think I've said it on the podcast many times. I think there's a very special player with the right coach and the right atmosphere yeah. around him. So fifty million, I'd say, is an acceptable amount to pay for Zaha. Yeah, sign Zaha. Yeah, sign Zaha. If there's anyone listening, listen. yeah, uh, well, you know, the, just out. I think the club, the club, listen. Do just in case anyone's the club, me. someone, some sort of minion. They're probably getting sign Zaha. In yeah, if the intern from Tottenham's listening, yeah, this, <laughs> just can you just pass this a note up? under Pochettino's yeah. door or something? Push this up the ladder for us. Going to Zaha. <laughs> how are you at with that Zaha? Do you think it'd oh, be yeah, good sign? Yeah, I've he's been banging on for minute uh, for a long time about how he's. he's I think it'd be interesting to see how Lucas performs because, as we said, it's like the Similar speed, it's the skill, and that, yeah. that's what we needed in the team. Zaha obviously would have brought that, so it'd be interesting to see if Lucas yeah, can sort of tick that box. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think the answer to the question, Tom, um, I don't, I just Depends trust the club and hope yeah. it gets all right. It Depends doesn't bother me that much. No, none of it really kind of affects my emotional state <laughs> yeah, that much. Fine. Yeah. Uh, Costco Black finally says, Do you think you could achieve climax with a partner faster than it took Ericsson to score the opening goal? That's 11 What's seconds. That 11 seconds. So, um, I mean, we've any, caveats. Any... There's some foreplay involved. Yeah. Because, no, I mean... I don't that... ask what kind of foreplay, but yeah, I see, yeah, no, I see we go. There's some foreplay. 11 seconds. So you're basically saying from the moment of... Penetration. Going in, First yeah, penetration. Penetration. Yeah, that's one way to say it. Uh, penetration <laughs> to 11 seconds. That's not enough time. It's not mean, enough time. Even even if you was really trying... If you're really, really excited, I think really good. Yeah, it's not it, enough. Even when I lost... 12, maybe 13, 14, I don't know. But even when I lost my virginity, I lasted longer than 11 seconds. Yeah. I mean, did you, did you really? Well, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, really? my, my, girlfriend, sure? my girlfriend at the time, I told her that I'd had 
I had two partners at a time. You lied. I lied. Right. I lied. Barefaced. Like. Of course. <laughs> because what was she going to do when you're 17? 18. I hadn't lost my virginity. I'm 18. 18. Wow. Yeah, and uh, she had lost her virginity, and um, I just like, wow. Trying to impress, trying yeah, to give a story. Of course, I was a kid. I don't know what I was doing. I was just trying to find a way to um, enjoy myself. Trying to climax. I was. I was trying to get the climax for the <laughs> first Costco time. Bags, but um, how long did you remember how long? Not it was? long. Was it? No. Not long, man. Not <laughs> Twelve long. Twelve seconds. Yeah. Uh, it was. I would say about a minute, maybe minute and a half. A and minute, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But look, when you've been building, you know, yeah, we're all men, know. You've been building up to this your entire life, and then it happens. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, this What's is going on? actually. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? I don't think anyone. Surely no, no one's very, first time was very really kind of bumpy and, and awkward, yeah, awkward and elbowy. Yeah, yeah. But you got it done. Um, eleven seconds, no chance. No, um, no, 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 not eleven seconds. Yeah, no, no chance. Um, certainly, there's no feeling. I, there's nothing you can do in this world in eleven seconds that would give you the feeling of that Ericsson goal. I don't uh, think. So you got from zero to eleven. And the amount of elation you feel at eleven seconds is I'm not sure what else yeah, you maybe really skydiving. Like if you'd like that kind of stuff. <laughs> Just because it's immediate. I don't know. Yeah, what? Okay, yeah. No, yeah. no, it won't match it. I was more shocked though. The Ericsson thing, I was more just like shocked. Just like, what the on. fuck? Yeah. It was like losing the Virginia, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, oh my God. It's actually happened. Oh my God. What, um, it, it has your most incredible experiences in terms of physical feeling <laughs> of, of euphoria. Yeah. Has that been inside a football stadium? Um, Watching Spurs? It's up there, but surely I don't, I don't what matches what, what matches like football. Well, some like, people would say like having watching their child getting born, but you're you're, yeah, you're without child. Without without you're without, you're without, you are without child. You're currently yeah, barren. Yeah, I'm, but you're <laughs> but so you haven't had that. Yeah, and no you children, haven't married your, haven't your got wife. Married yet. But if, I would uh, even say that no no one can truly argue that marrying their wife is better than seeing Spurs put five past Arsenal. Yeah, you could go there. I suppose you'd have to have some sort of. Um, You'd have to have some sort of help to get to it at the point where the elation was so some sort of yeah. recreational yeah. something or other to get to that sort of level. Oh yeah, no, no, like, like, yeah, but uh, I'm saying like, uh, so in my my experience, I can very it. talk very openly about this because I have before. Right, the only other thing that has made me feel that kind of euphoria would mm. be like pills or ecstasy mm. in that instance, but that takes about forty five minutes. Right, that yeah. wasn't eleven seconds. Not eleven seconds. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you're right. Eric's goal is the fastest way to get to, to, get, to get to the feeling of being <laughs> euphoric. Yeah. And on go. that note, uh, we'll leave you. Thank you very much for joining us, Adam. Thank you once again. Thanks. For if you want me. to hear more from Adam, he hosts the yeah. brilliant Front Free podcast yes. with Lawrence McKenna, yes. Statman Dave, yes. Nico from across the yeah across the, the pond. pond, Chris Hennage as well, yeah. and the wonderful, come, beautiful Chris Hennage. Come and check it out. Search it on iTunes at the Front Free podcast. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, good. it's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I, d I don't even like listening Podcast. to people talk about football <laughs> right, that yeah. much, but I do listen to the front feet. Oh, you're very kind. Yeah. Thanks. No worries. Can you press that stop button? Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> uh, that record or stop? Stop. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.